Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted for 2022 the best podcast in the Valley by the readers of Phoenix Magazine. On this episode, what is Carrie Lake doing with herself these days now that she has lost the gubernatorial race in Arizona? Was she spotted at Mar-a-Lago? Is she hanging out with Trump? What is going on? Also a tragedy at Northern and 7th Avenues as a man shoots his entire family because the marriage was going to end. Glendale Glitters starts, but it's not as glittery as perhaps it has been in the past couple of years. And would you go to McDonald's for a tattoo? What do they call that, a McTattoo or something like that? That's all coming up and more. Let's get started. This is episode 222. So this week, let's start off with some sad news. There was a uh, a family in, I think, at Northern and 7th Avenue, I think. Mm-hmm. And friends say a woman who wanted to end her marriage before her husband murdered her and their three kids inside a Phoenix home on Wednesday, according to investigators, 44-year-old Jason Michael Hudgens killed his wife, 40-year-old Marla Jordan Hudgens, and their three kids, three-year-old Christopher, six-month-old twins, Gwen and Faye, Jason then shot himself in the head. Marla, it's like so many questions, like why? Right. Marla worked at the Phoenix branch of the law firm Lewis Roca. The company released a statement calling her a passionate lawyer and advocate for her clients. More than that, they said she was a loving mother and a loyal friend. Now, friends say one of the most heartbreaking things was learning that Marla struggled with infertility and was overjoyed bringing her three babies into the world, but her friends said their marriage had become unhappy, though they could never have imagined something like this would happen. There are so many of us right now that don't know how we're going to go on without her, said her best friend, Con Anderson. She had a professional confidence that I admired so much, added her best friend, Brett Haggerty. Anderson and Haggerty said they had just talked to Marla Tuesday night, planning upcoming concerts and cruises together with no inkling that anything was about to happen. What do you mean all of them? Like, what do you mean all of them? Said Anderson. We knew that the marriage was likely ending, added Haggerty. This comes as Marla was dealing with another tragedy in her life. Her sister had just died by suicide just two months ago. We literally just had Lex's celebration life on Friday, said Anderson. Her sister's memorial was last Friday, and Jason didn't go. While there was some strife in the marriage, both Anderson and Haggerty struggled to understand why the kids, and even more so because the Hudgens struggled with infertility for years, Marla's young kids were absolutely everything to her. She did everything she could to bring them into existence. She called them her hot dog and her hamburger because one was very long and skinny and the other was short and round, Anderson said laughing. To think of her babies and how they won't even get to know how big of a person their mother was and they won't get to experience it all because they didn't have enough time either. It's just too much. It's just a tragedy and it's hard to understand why. And of course, because he took his life, we'll probably never understand why. Right. Right. And again, it is just so sad that that this is this this is the decision that the man made. Well, I think this is the state of mental health, a mental health crisis in America. Yeah, it shows up in so many different ways. And this is just one of those. Right. I think so, too. A A preliminary police report says the babysitter arrived at the home near 7th and Northern Avenues just after 8 a.m. and saw Jason and Marla dead. Multiple police officers and firefighters were then 
dispatched to the home because of a strong odor of gas. A hazmat crew cleared the house first. Police say there were open propane tanks inside and a gas line that was not attached to a kitchen appliance. It took hours for crews to secure the house and get rid of the gas so police could get inside safely. Detectives then discovered all the bodies. So it looks like maybe he was hoping the house would catch fire. And there'd be no evidence, right? Right. Yeah, so I I, I actually know... Uh, a friend of mine, Michael, uh, wait, what was his name? Michael Carpenter? I think his name was Michael Carpenter. He and his um, he and his family went through so much. His dad and his mom went through a divorce, and the dad tried to burn down the house by flooding the house and then putting, like, live electrical wires out near the water. So when the level rose, it would cause an electrical fire. And it was just so weird to figure... I mean, this is back in the 70s, that's too. That's not exactly how electrical fires work, but okay. Right. But it's just so weird to think of, why does somebody have to be that diabolical? Why does somebody have to be that evil? Well, are they thinking of a way where they can collect on insurance and not really trying to kill somebody, necessarily? Not necessarily, no. Right. It's just shocking, though, that people can get to that get to that place in their lives and actually do something so heinous. You know, I think if um, once people start looking deeper, they're probably going to see more signs of it. And and maybe she knew it was coming. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she believed that it wasn't possible. You know, like, you know, not us. That couldn't happen to us. You know, we have two incomes and a nice house and a right. whatever. But, you know, right. nobody is insulated from mental health crises. And you, even the rich um, have their rock bottoms. And unfortunately, and this was definitely rock bottom. Unfortunately for these people, the rock bottom resulted in their deaths. And yeah, the, and, and deaths tragedy. Of their children, right? Yeah. Also in the news this week, Carrie Lake. Remember Carrie Lake? She ran for governor. <laughs> She's such a smart aleck. Oh my gosh! Of course we remember Carrie Lake. She is. She has not conceded the race. She is visiting Mar-a-Lago in Florida just days after the 2022 Arizona midterm elections. She doesn't have to concede the race to lose the race. Yeah, she, she's lost. They, they've declared it. it. The next governor will not be Katie. But will not be Katie. Will not be Carrie Lake. It'll be Katie Hobbs. Right. So. Right. So the Associated Press called the race in favor of Hobbs on Monday. As of Thursday morning, Hobbs led Lake by 17,000 votes. Again. I am shocked, shocked that it was that close. I didn't think Carrie Lake had a chance. And yet there are so you know many people, people that like Carrie Lake. But that's what people said about Donald Trump, too. I know. And so it's those wild cards. I mean, sometimes people are like, you know what? I like it. I like something new. It's kind of like the Ronald Reagan of, you know, like, he he was an actor, but now he's going to be a politician. They, they saw something that was like possible there that seemed like a little bit rogue, but but. You, it goes to an extreme when it's this sort of extreme of like Trumpism and, and what Carrie Lake was aligning herself with. And it, the fact that she's with Trump at Mar-a-Lago is, is, well, you know, I mean, it's, what's it's the speculation? Shame, it's shameful. I mean, it, it's one thing to have his endorsement and it's another thing to be like there in this total luxury of, you know, licking your wounds, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Right. It just, it seems, it just seems like an excess and, and is that really where she wants to be aligned? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it, some people are saying that the speculation is that she should be Trump's running mate for vice president because he's already announced <laughs> oh, that he's that, running for president. Good. That would be a perfect kiss of death for both of them. 
Now, you say that, but again, she's only lost by 17,000 votes. Don't you think he's that it's a dangerous going, combination? He's not going to get the Republican nomination. You don't think? No. Okay. I, I don't know. I I've, uh, Every time I try to count this man out, he comes back. Every mm-hmm. time. So I don't know. I don't know if he gets the Republican nomination or not. You seem to be quite confident about it. I just think that we saw his, we, you know, like there were people pointing out that he was crazy all along and other people saying like, oh, that's unfair. That's unfair. And then what happened on January 6th? There's, yeah. It's like, oh, we were all right. You know, like he really was that crazy. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's I I feel like there's some people that are the canaries and they're like, this is not safe. This is not okay. And And they're all in the coal mine. Yeah. And everybody else is like, oh, oh, come on. It's fine. It's totally fine. And then we totally saw what was, you know, January 6th, I think, was was the death knell. He just can't come back from that. Right. I I I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but every time I try to count this man out, he seems to come back. Of course, on the other hand, you know, uh, Republicans that took a stand against him, and in particularly Liz Cheney, lost her, her seat. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's it it's going to take some... some right. It's going to have to be the right person, I suppose. But I, but I do think there's lots of right persons in the Republican Party, just... It just is about a matter of them stepping up. Yeah, and actually defying or challenging Donald there are, Trump. There are some amazing Republican governors out there that would be far better than than Donald Trump. So, also uh, the uh, Carrie Lake released a new video on social media this week saying the fight to save our republic has just begun. That was three days after the Associated Press, CBS News, and other outlets projected Katie Hobbs as the winner of the race. It was not a concession speech. Lake's campaign later confirmed that she was at Mar-a-Lago, former president of Donald Trump's golf club in Florida, hours after the video was posted on Twitter. She was endorsed by Trump. The Washington Post first reported that she attended a luncheon held by the America First Policy Institute, an advocacy group created by former Trump advisors. In the two-and-a-half-minute video, Lake makes no mention of giving up in her most extensive public comments since losing the election. Before the election, she had refused to say that she would concede if she lost the race to Hobbs, a Democrat. She said, quote, I am still in this fight with you, with you, unquote, the former TV news anchor says at the beginning of the video. Lake goes on to say that for two years she's been sounding the alarm about Arizona's broken election system. Whatever. And the past week confirmed (laughs) her claims. The fox was guarding the hen house, she said. You know what it feels like a little bit like Trump choosing her as his running mate. It's like Kanye choosing that whoever it was as his running mate. Like, what? Nobody even knows who that is, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) Although I have to say they did make fun of Carrie Lake on Saturday Night Live, which is sort of embarrassing, right? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally embarrassing. What are you doing watching Saturday Night Live? I'm just saying. Yeah. We're old. We don't watch Saturday Night Live. I we do. don't get the humor anymore. I do. I think it's funny. You do? I like, well, I don't watch it at, like on TV because we don't have cable. Right. But they release all of the, the um, skits on shorts. Like you can watch them online. That's how I watch it. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Because I don't remember you staying up late on Saturday night to watch. No, I usually watch them during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but and I, and I, I do watch them pretty regularly, actually. Yeah. Get <laughs> but, this. You know, though. I like I like comedy. I mean, I watch Lewis Black. I love Lewis Black. I listen. I watch. I love catching him live on Friday and Saturday nights if I can um, on Facebook because he's just amazing. He's hilarious. And that's why you married me. 
Because right. you love comedy. Mm-hmm, yep. You love to have fun. Yep. Somebody actually said that to you, didn't they, at one point? They said, it must be so fun to be married to him. Yeah, and I was like, he's not really as funny as you think he is. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. How sad is this? Bill Gates, not the uh, Microsoft founder, but the Republican chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, has blamed state GOP chair Kelly Ward and other prominent Republicans for causing delays and long lines because they told their supporters not to use Box 3. He says, this team, we have accepted our responsibility in this. What is Box 3? I think the ballot boxes, right? Oh, the ones where you go and, and like, stick it in the yeah, machine? Yeah. Oh, good Well, Lord. since that has happened, Bill Gates is in an undisclosed location because of security risks. Can you believe that? You know what's funny about that is, like, when I walked up to those machines when I was putting mine in, I was like, it seems like everybody would use one and two, so I'm going to stick mine in three. You know, it's like... It's kind of like, oh, when you go into the bathroom, you're like, oh, I bet the last stall is the cleanest because yeah, people right. wouldn't go all the way down there. Like, I right. was like, oh, I bet number three doesn't get as many ballots. That's where I'm going to put mine. <laughs> nice. Nice. So that's what's going on as far as the election is concerned. Uh, and, and and of course, we're going to see lawsuits coming out of this soon from, from Carrie Lake and others. But I can't believe that she's at Mar-a-Lago at this America First conference uh, for, with this advocacy group. She's uh, just trying to make her a name for herself on the national stage in a different way. I mean, but she, she can't win. I mean, maybe she maybe she fancies herself a little bit like Sarah Palin, you know, like maybe yeah, without even actually being the governor of a state. Yeah, may I mean, uh, you're right. Maybe. I mean, she's got the arms for it. She's got the arms for it. You know, what like, does that mean? Like she's got, she's pretty fit. She's got like a good set of guns on her. Oh, I see, <laughs> I see. So she looks good in stuff that's sleeveless. Yeah, like Sarah. Well, she actually she doesn't look good in things that are sleeveless because she's got these really weird square shoulders. But Sarah Palin, um, remember she had those pictures of her with a gun with with in, like oh, a yeah. tank top, and she was like pretty buff. So right, yeah. I gotcha. Also in the news this week, Glendale Glitters opens, and some business owners are expressing concerns over the city's oh, it's shift Glitters in focus. Again. It's Glendale Glitters again. Uh-huh. Every day after work, Coit Burner set up a ladder and strings Christmas lights around the trees at Caitlin Court. That is not the city paying for it. That is actually the business owners in Caitlin Court will be paying for those. On this day, it was 30 down, over 100 to go. Burner has owned the Bears and Moore in downtown Glendale for nearly 30 years. Yep, with his wife, yep. Bears and Moore? What is that? They they it's, sell teddy bears? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Remember, they're the ones that, that donate the teddy bears that the firemen can take out on their calls to give to kids. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when they found out the city wasn't putting up lights on his street anymore, he took it upon himself to get permission to do it. Burner says having lights hung up through throughout Caitlin Court during the annual Glendale, Glitter, Glendale Glitters festivities attracts more visitors well, to the business in the area. To walk down those streets and those businesses can be open and then they're, that's they're right. going to sell more stuff. And that's, you know, that's it's an important time of the year for small business owners. So it's it, it's so it's really sad that Glendale Glitters took the name Glendale Glitters back. Yet they decided not to glitter anything but Murphy Park. So they right. should have just left right. it as Murphy, Murphy Park Lights. But nobody liked that. It's There's no alliteration in Murphy Park Lights. That's true. It's hard to say. Murphy Park Lights. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Glendale, it doesn't roll off Glendale the tongue. Glendale Glitters is like Glendale Glitters. I mean, it's an it alliteration and it's beautiful. Yeah, right? Right. 
A lack of lights on the street is one of the changes made to the event within the past few years. Jim Burke with the city's Recreation and Special Events Department says they're now focusing specifically on events within Murphy Park. And we talked about this Mm -hmm. uh, last week, I think, about Glendale Glitters and how it's not Glendale Glitters anymore. And how one person said, I'm going to make sure I copyright Glendale Glitters, right? Well, it's not copyright. It's a trade name. But, you know, for the city, when they start focusing just on their own sort of property, like we own Murphy Park and that's where we're going to focus it, you know, they're going to see a drop in sales tax revenues. And then they're going to wonder why. Well, why? Because you didn't support your business owners downtown. Right. It's, it's, It's one. It's. You know, one feeds off feeds the, other. the other, right? Exactly. So they're biting the hand that feeds them, basically. Right. It, I mean, it is another example. I mean, they they didn't like how the coyotes were doing in in the arena there. Well, now they don't have the coyotes in the arena anymore. They don't have to worry about that, and that's a huge, huge hit to sales tax revenue. But head of the historic downtown Glendale Merchants Association, Lorraine Zomach says she wants the city to bring back the bigger programming within the Caitlin Court area. She says our question is, why can't we have both? Wonderful music all throughout the year and bring back the Glendale glitters that people have treasured for more than 30 years. She says so much history goes away because it's either not protected, taken care of, or cared about. That can't happen. Lorraine, I would agree. And Lorraine Zomack is an amazing advocate for Glendale. She used to be the head of the Glendale Visitor Center yeah. until the, she was sacked for reasons unknown, probably because she really advocated for other businesses because that that was her job. It's, right. it's like being the head of the chamber, kind of. And so instead, now she's a business owner. She owns two businesses in, in the Caitlin Court area, and they have... A welcome center, which no longer exists in Glendale, so she has it within her own business. Yeah. A place where you can come and get brochures and learn about Glendale and and do all the things that she used to do on the city payroll. She now does on her own payroll. That's right. And and she does it because she loves Glendale. And her and her husband, Bud, own a house in, in the historic downtown area of Glendale, and they work tirelessly I mean, they've been called Mr. and Mrs. Glendale, in fact. Have they, they really? They work tirelessly for Glendale, and they're not even elected. And why can't our elect, their elected officials work that hard when these citizens who are just business owners work that hard? I don't know. And they're know. not in it working that hard just for their bottom line. They truly love Glendale. Yeah, that's true. Now, here here's the problem that Glendale has, though. They can't expand. <laughs> you just one problem? Well, yeah. Well, that is true. They, they can't are landlocked. Expand. They're, they're landlocked. landlocked. Right. So they're never going to be able to get more tax money well, they from could. anybody else. They could if they supported their own businesses, right? Well, yeah, during during Glendale Glitters, but I'm talking about property taxes, that kind they're of not, thing. Yeah, they're not, they're, they will never have the expansion, like residential expansion, like Peoria and right. Surprise and other places. And even are, Phoenix. Are getting in unequal, because they don't but, uh, abut to any unequal incorporated areas anymore yeah right in the county so they they are they're landlocked around on all sides by incorporated areas right right so it's just i mean i don't know what's going on with glendale it's just it's just odd business that's going on in glendale it really is but that doesn't mean you shouldn't support the people in downtown glendale and go to their stores they have an amazing merchants down there it's very much a small town feel it's very much customer service oriented and they have such a great variety of things. And, and the Glendale Glitters event itself is so fun. And the merchants themselves put money into it to, to make it entertaining. 
free entertainment, not requiring you to pay anything. Whenever we would go, I was just shocked at how many people showed up. It was just an incredible And then they don't even do the carnival anymore, and they don't do the glitter and glow anymore. You know, we've been to the glow. Oh, yeah. Where they have all the balloons. All of those things are gone. Yeah, that's true. We, you and I worked at the beer gardens with the Glendale Ambassadors one time. Right. I used to sell hot cocoa with Seroptimist. All of those things are gone. It's just been scaled back and scaled back and that's scaled right. back. That's yep. right. That's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Max. Are you a patron on Patreon? Are you getting a bonus episode of Mac Watson Talks every week? If not, you're missing all the stories of what's going on with the Watsons and crazy stories about our childhood. What are you missing? Well, here's just a snippet. Take all of the insides out, not just the ballcock and the float and, you know, whatever. This is like now we're replacing the whole inside of the toilet. Right, right. And... Then we discuss. So when we do that, of course, to get the other part off, you have to take actually take the bolts out that hold it to the bowl. So take the tank, the bolts that take hold the, the tank, tank to off. the bowl. Yeah, and and then we just we don't have the right tool, and my and then we need a different gasket, and I buy a gasket, an Ace, and it's too high, and so then I you know I've been back to Ace like five times since this project started. They know you by name. They do, and they're like, "What's going on with your toilet?" And I'm like. Right. still not working <laughs> such a small town yeah. it's still not working and here i am today i have a return and i'm gonna buy something different now yeah right want to hear the rest go to patreon.com slash mac watson talks that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com and sign up today for as little as five dollars a month you get four bonus episodes of episode every week of us talking about ourselves what could be better that's patreon.com slash Talks. Time for the smackdown. And this time I'm smacking down the White House. Why? Because there is a report that the White House will admit that they need to block the sun to stop climate change. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's what they're doing. We're entering the final days of COP27, the UN's annual climate summit, and it's safe to say that this year's edition was disappointing, to say the least. It was widely panned by activists, as well as climate experts, and drew intense criticism for being sponsored by the likes of Coca-Cola, the world's leading plastic polluter. Moreover, like so many climate summits in the past, little action has actually been taken in terms of concrete climate action and policy. That's actually a good thing. Thank God, right? Okay. But on October 13th, the White House announced that it was defunding a five-year research plan into one of the most controversial proposals for fighting climate change out there, geoengineering or the technologies and innovations that can be used to artificially modify the Earth's climate. The report will be dedicated specifically to a form of geoengineering known as solar radiation management. This is a technique that essentially involves spraying fine aerosols into the atmosphere to reflect sunlight away from the Earth. The idea is that once it's reflected, there'll be less heat and temperatures will go down. Oh, are you serious? Really? This is like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons when he actually blotted out the sun so it was perpetual twilight so he could charge more for energy. That's how ridiculous this notion is. But 
While it sounds a bit bonkers, the world has actually seen inadvertent SRM before after large volcanic eruptions throw massive amounts of gas and debris into the atmosphere and block out the sun. Yeah, but that happens like once every 2,000 years. This is just ridiculous. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. And, and it is ridiculous, let's so, yet some people will actually say it's a good idea, and that's ridiculous. And that is the SmackDown. You hear the music, you know what that means. It's time for the last word. A South Carolina man has pled guilty to charges that he gave a minor a tattoo while seated at a table in the dining room of a McDonald's restaurant. Now, according to court records, Brandon Presha last month copped to a pair of misdemeanor counts in connection with the illegal inking at a McDonald's in a city that is outside of Spartansburg, South Carolina. Presha was convicted of tattooing a minor and tattooing without a license. He was sentenced to nine months in custody, but a judge suspended execution of that jail term in favor of 18 months of probation supervision. Oh, that sounds good. Presha was also ordered to perform 30 hours of community service and pay fines and court costs of around $300. Presha was freed on $25,000 bond following his, his arrest. Police learned about the McTattooing, if you will, after a female customer, frustrated by a Friday night backup at the drive through line, peered into the restaurant and spotted Precia applying a tattoo to the minor's arm. The woman recorded Precia in action, and the video clip was subsequently sent to the police. As she filmed, the patron complained that Precia and the tattoo recipient were out here doing tattoos instead of getting food orders out. The minor who Precia tattooed was an employee at the McDonald's. Oh, lovely. According to police, Precia's tattooing collar was not the first time he's been arrested at the McDonald's location. In October of 2020, he was bu busted for allegedly stabbing a man twice during a confrontation in the bathroom of the eatery where Precia's girlfriend was employed. Originally charged with assault and attempted murder, Precia later pleaded guilty to assault and battery and was sentenced to three years in jail on that felony conviction. However, a judge suspended service of that custodial term and instead placed Precia on probation for two years. When asked to comment, McDonald's said, ba -da -ba -ba -ba. we're not loving it. Okay, you knew that was coming. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. For more information to become a sponsor or to schedule an upcoming appearance by Mac or Cricket or both, visit MacWatsonOnline.com. That's MacWatsonOnline.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners. Thank you.